Do you know the story behind your name? Has your name been carried through the generations in your family? Are you named after someone important? Did you receive your name because, well, it just sounded nice? <laughs> I mean, everyone has a story behind their name, even if it's not a great story. I think most parents are fairly intentional about naming their children. There is a lot of time and energy given to this process. So when was the last time that you thought about the story of your name? Uh, why did your parents name you what they did? And parents out there, have, have you told your kids the story of their names? Do they know why they have their name? I mean, this is actually kind of important. So I mean, here's what I want you to do. Indulge me. I mean, if, if, if your kids are around, and it doesn't matter how old they are, um, either talk to them if, you're, if they're in your home or give them a call if they're not. But I would love for you to share with them the story of their name, why, why you picked it, and tell them the story of your name, how you got yours. And, and if you don't have any kids or they're not with you or you really can't reach out to you, well then just, again, think about the story of your name because it is important. Now I think I have told the story behind my name on more than one occasion, so I won't draw this out, but for those of you who maybe haven't heard me tell the story, I do want to tell you how I got my name, why my name is Chad. So my name, well, it is special to me. So the short version of the story goes like this. Being that I was the firstborn in my family, my mom wanted to do right by me. And after some intense deliberation, she named me after Chad Everett, a 1970s soap opera actor that my mom thought was sexy. So yes, I am named after an actor my mom thought was hot. Oh, that is such a sentimental story for me to share. <laughs> I mean, but regardless of how I got my name or how you got yours, names are important. My name embodies what makes me, me my personality, my traits. And when my family and closest friends, those people who know me the best, when they hear my name or when they call me using my name, they know what that means. They know what to expect or not expect. In this way, names are important for our sense of identity. They say something about who we are. But, the names given to us at our birth are not the only names that we have. As the years go by, we actually start to accumulate quite a few different names. And each new name that we receive says something about ourselves. Now, sometimes these additional names are simply inherited through life circumstances. For example, because I was such an awesome baby, being that I was named after a sexy, a sexy 70s TV star and such, my parents decided to have another child. So after Jesse was born, I received the name brother, and more specifically, older brother. <laughs> From my brother's perspective, this name meant protector and tormentor. From my parents' perspective, the name older brother simply meant you should know better. <laughs> if, if you were born in this country, you received the name United States citizen which means one thing living here and something entirely different in another country. Names carry different meanings and expectations depending where you are. Sometimes we give names to ourselves 
Too often, they are not good names. We make a mistake and name ourselves irresponsible, moron. I hear kids, including my own kids, get frustrated and say to themselves, I'm stupid. I know people who call themselves fat, useless, unproductive, unlovable, old. I wish we were kinder to ourselves. I wish we gave ourselves better names, but often we don't. Sometimes others give us names, whether we want them to or not. It's absolutely lovely when someone else names us something that expresses a positive attribute that they see in us. You are smart. You are a treasure. You are family. But you know, as well as I do, that the names others give us are sometimes meant to tear us down and feed off our insecurities and anxiety. <laughs> Adolescents, young children, they are masters at weaponizing names to deliver the most damage possible. So they will, they will fire off names like loser, slut. I, I, I don't even know what else I can really say. I mean, those are the names that I feel that I can say out loud that don't need to be bleeped. These names that they give find their intended targets in school hallways, through text messages, through social media. Thinking back to my adolescence, back to middle school, which was called junior high back then, one of my seventh grade classmates took her own life because of the names that she was given. She could not get rid of them. They overwhelmed her. Depression and anxiety run high in high schools across the country, in part because of the names that students carry with them. And you know, adults, they're not much better. We name others conservative or liberal as a way to indicate our disapproval. White trash, the divorce lady, redneck, hippie, poor, Bible beater. I mean, these are not innocent descriptors, but names that we give others and others give us and in doing so, we take away each other's humanity. And that is exactly the purpose of such names, because it is much easier to use others as scapegoats for our problems and worries, or to justify our self-righteous rightness if others bear names that are beneath us, names that make them a little less than human. In fact, wars start like this. Humanitarian crises start like this. It's easier to kill someone that, that you have named cockroach than to use his other names like father, husband, teacher. Names are so incredibly powerful. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. One of the things that has always drawn me, captivated me, if you will, to the gospel stories is how much time Jesus spends giving people back their names or giving people new names that reflect who they are in the eyes of God. Jesus intentionally seeks out those who were given the name tax collector and prostitute. 
He touches those who are given the name unclean. He heals those who are named possessed. If, if someone was given a name that made it possible for them to be excluded from community, to be used as a scapegoat, to be abused by others, Jesus shows up to restore them to life by naming them what he heard in his own baptism. From today's reading, and when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. In our baptism, as in Jesus' baptism, we are formally named what we have always been, a beloved child of God. In this way, baptism really is a defiant naming of sorts. The world, the world might call you fat. It might call you a loser or inept. You might call yourself unworthy, old, screw up. But as a faith community, we use baptism to say no to all of those other names. That, that is a defiant act. Instead, we say you are called a loved child of God. That is your name. And that's a name that will stick with you the rest of your life, whether you believe it or not. It's a name that cannot be taken away. To live your life with the name love child of God means something. It means that you can stop trying or stop tying your value as a person to the approval of others, to what you can do and accomplish, to your status, to your money and any other condition that you think we need to meet in order to have a worthwhile life. Instead, instead, to live your life as a loved child of God means that you can live your life in love, looking to the needs of your neighbors that reside next door or halfway around the world. In light of all the other names that we receive in life, it is so easy to forget our baptismal name. So today I challenge you. I challenge you to pay attention to the names that we give ourselves and others, especially those names that contradict God's name given to us, beloved child of God. In a world where so many names are used to tear down, we need to remember daily who we are in the eyes of God through the waters of baptism, and we need to help others remember this as well. Do not forget the story of your name. This is the good news that we hear today. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. As a way of taking our gospel story as well as the message on that just a little bit deeper into your life, applying it in a personal way, a couple of reflection questions for you to use however you like in personal reflection, in some journaling, in some group conversation. So question number one, what are the names that others have given you throughout your life? Do these names build you up or tear you down? And question number two, do you believe that the name child of God applies to you? Does it make a difference in how you see yourself? Mm -hmm.